Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 78 of The Dynamite Effect, recapping the highs and lows from AEW Dynamite on TBS. I am your host and humble guide, Keela Cash. Thank you so much for joining me as week 135 of Wrestletopia continues. Happy Thursday morning, afternoon, and evening to you all as another busy week in the worlds of WWE and AEW continues. And last night's AEW Dynamite went down live from the Wallstein Center in Cleveland, Ohio, and this was a very interesting episode of AEW Dynamite. The penultimate episode prior to the go-home show for All Out next Wednesday, leading into Rampage next Friday, and ultimately All Out next Sunday on pay-per-view. And to be completely honest, the -the behind-the-scenes drama going on in the AEW locker room is more intriguing than this All Out show. There are some things I'm not going to get into because it's rumor. It's not official. It's not confirmed that there is real life beef between these people. But it is staggering to see the level of real life heat behind the scenes in AEW from Hangman Page to CM Punk to Eddie Kingston getting suspended privately after a verbal confrontation with Sammy Guevara. So it's been a lot of chaos going on behind the scenes. And we have more rumors that I'm not going to get into on the show because I don't know if they're true until we get firm evidence of things going down between other people. I don't want to say anything right now, but it's a lot of drama going on in AEW. And there was a talent meeting earlier today to address that. And Max Caster mentioned it in his rap on Dynamite. And that line went right over the crowd's head because they don't live on Twitter and they do not know what's going on. And that was too inside baseball. And besides, I would not want that out for the world to hear and use as a joke because this is some serious stuff locker room dissension is not uncommon in professional wrestling but to have this much stuff come out in a week it's telling and that talent meeting was a way to quell the noise to bring the temperature down and to have people air out their grievances in the here and now and talk to the higher-ups moving forward if any issues crop up again And it's just crazy to think that the drama behind the scenes is bigger than All Out going down next Sunday in Chicago, CM Punk country. And speaking of CM Punk, he had his AEW World Championship match against Jon Moxley, title for title, and it ended in shocking fashion. Both guys delivered some stiff slaps and punches. Punk delivers a kick to Moxley's head, and he grabs his planted foot afterwards for whatever reason. And Mox smelled blood in the water, and he delivers some stiff elbow shots to the side of Punk's head, locks in an ankle lock before dropping Punk twice with two Death Riders to become the undisputed AEW World Champion in five minutes or less. The fans were shocked at this. I was stunned, to be honest. This match took place at the top of the second hour, which was shocking to me as well, because if this is going to be your biggest championship match ever you want it to be either in the opener or the main event spot to maximize on eyeballs and time and I don't know if Punk is hurt I don't know if this was a punishment for him going off script last week on Hangman Page I am floored by this because you are sacrificing a main event match at your biggest pay-per-view of the year outside of double or nothing This is your creme de la creme show that produced the largest buy rate in your history. Could it be topped this year? I don't know. But you gave away a key match on TV and it underdelivered for whatever reason. And it was stunning to see it. And the reactions range from holy shit to what the hell to what is going on. And I would love to know the answer to these questions. We might know more today, but as a fan, I'm thinking to myself, what in the hell is going to be your main event? 
Will it be the trios championship match? Could be. Tony Khan has been adamant about having the world championship be the headliner. Who are you going to have in place to face John Moxley for that title in a week's time? When it was Punk versus Mox up until last night. There was no surprise return. There was no swerve. It was just a one-sided victory for Moxley, who I'm very happy for, but damn. And I think that whatever happened in that meeting might have reflected in the booking last night. Sometimes you don't pop off script without paying for it. And Punk might have paid a heavy price. And for all of his drama in WWE, he never got bitched out like this. He's had some bad booking. 2011, Kevin Ash, hello, Triple H, how you doing? This was something that I did not see coming. And I hope that he can bounce back from this, cut a promo to explain what's up. But this was something that absolutely shocked me. I'm still stunned by it. And I don't know what to think heading into next Sunday's pay-per-view. And that's a damning statement to make. Because my main critique is you have to peak these shows at least a week out. Hit that crescendo, boom, I'm ready to go. This card looks shaky on paper. There will be good matches. There might be a great match or two, depending on who is going to be in the finals of the Trios Tag Team Championship Tournament. But this is not going to be all out of 2021. It could never be. But at least try to top yourselves. They almost did a full gear last year. So it can be done, but I'm just blown away by all of this. So we got more breaking news. Thunder Rosa is going to step aside as AEW Women's World Champion due to injury. And we will have an interim championship match going down next Sunday at All Out involving Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm, and former champ Akura Shida as well. And that should be a great match. Four talented ladies putting in that work. And there is some scoop on Thunder Rosa that runs pretty deep. And I don't want to get into it right now, but all I got to say to Tony Khan and company, get your house in order. This is too much going on at the same damn time. Get your house in order. Post all out. Fix it. Get your crew information. Next year is going to be a very challenging year for AEW. The contract is due. AEW deserves more money in my estimation, but demos have been soft as of late in terms of ratings. We'll see how this show fares with a championship match that underdelivered one week out before all out. Discovery and Warner Media, that merger is a hot ass mess. They're losing money at a rapid clip. Pulling shit from HBO Max, canceling projects left and right. It's terrible. And this merger screams ARL Time Warner in terms of competence or the lack thereof. So AEW's got to think maybe we might have to move beyond TNT and TBS if they don't get their shit in order from the very top. And the last thing you need is to sit in your locker room adding to this drama that you don't need right now. And hopefully they reset with one week to go until All Out. And it's just interesting that AEW's kind of all over the place and WWE is thriving under new creative management and they're selling out shows left and right and the ratings are ticking up on Mondays and staying stable on Fridays or they rebuild and get ready for several shows in the next few weeks. And that's to see change of momentum week to week and especially year to year because this time last year, AEW was the company getting hot heading into All Out and Grand Slam at Arthur Ashe Stadium. And WWE was trying to keep up in terms of demos and in terms of being the hot promotion too that people wanted to see post-pandemic. So it's a battle right now. It's a great time to be a fan, but what I want above everything else is more stability for both companies, AEW especially right now. 
the growing pains are real. They're going through it. This too shall pass. But all of this happening at the same time, it's got to be handled. And it's being handled slowly but surely in many ways as we see it play out on social media in the days to come as I dive into the crux of Dynamite from last night as we kick things off with Chris Jericho coming out to confront Daniel Garcia for his outburst last week after Daniel Garcia stopped Jericho from beating up Brian Danielson. And Garcia notes that you interrupted a moment between me and my hero, a guy I looked up to since I was a kid. I sat on the couch with my mom in Buffalo watching Brian Danielson, admiring his work and his craft as a professional wrestler. And I wanted to be him. I wanted to be this guy in the ring that could go 30 minutes against one of the greatest of all time and I did so I hung with the best at one time I beat the best and you ruined a moment between us a handshake of respect and honor I can't forget that Chris and Chris says will you have more moments down the road don't worry about this one but right now you are the world's greatest technical sports entertainer I need to hear you say the words Daniel Say it. That leads to Brian Danielson coming out and he tells Garcia, we had a great wrestling match last week. And that no matter what you call yourself, at the end of the day, you are a wrestler. And Daniel Garcia is still forced to choose who he wants to be by Chris Jericho. And Garcia says, stop. I'm not going to make this decision publicly. I don't know what I want to do, but I can't do it right now. And Jericho grabs Garcia when he goes to walk away from him. And Garcia shoves Jericho in his ass. The crowd pops. They chant, you're a wrestler. And he goes away. He flees the scene. And Danielson gives Jericho shit for it. And Jericho says, oh, you're laughing about this whole wrestling thing, thinking that you have a chokehold on what it means to be a professional wrestler. Well, I've known you for 15 years, and I haven't seen you really impress me as a wrestler because I've been in this game for over 30 years, evolved and changed the industry time and time again. Don't forget, I am the last survivor of Stu Hart's dungeon. I'm called Lionheart for a reason. And the Lionheart is better than the American Dragon in every way. I am professional wrestling. And Danielson says, let's put that to the test. Would Stu Hart say that you are a better wrestler than me? Would Owen Hart say that you are a better wrestler than me? Let's put that to the test, shall we? You, me, tonight in Cleveland, Ohio. And Jericho says, oh, you got it. Just not tonight. We're going to do it all out September 4th in Chicago. And now I'll prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that I am the best wrestler in the world. And the last time I was in the ring with you, I choked you out and put you on the shelf for two months. So don't forget about that, okay? And by the way, always have eyes behind your back too because you never know what's going to hit you and Jake Hager hit him from behind attacked him laid him out and that sets up Hager versus Danielson next Wednesday on Dynamite a very good segment involving Garcia who has shown so much growth in terms of personality and charisma on the mic he's a star in every way and I cannot wait for him to join the Blackpool Combat Club in due time as he wrestles with being a professional wrestler and or a sports entertainer which sets up Jericho versus Danielson perfectly at All Out next Sunday on pay-per-view. Next up is Jay Lethal versus Dax Harwood, the AAA Ring of Honor and IWGP World Tag Team Champion. Seven Star Dax put in another performance against Jay Lethal. They chopped 
the hell out of each other. It was so loud. The crowd popped every time they unleashed those chops on each other on the chest. Dax fires up and drops Jay Lethal with a gnarly back body drop. And eventually Jay is going to take over as we go picture in picture. We come back and Dax lands three German suplexes on Jay Lethal. The third turns him inside out in a great spot. Lethal is going to fire back with Lethal combination followed by a dragon screw through the ropes and a topa suicida. He locks in the figure four inside the ring, but Dax is going to quickly reach the ropes to break the hold and counters with a figure four of his own. Lethal cradles Dax for a near fall and goes for Lethal injection, but Dax is going to lift Lethal up and land a beautiful springboard like a bomb on Lethal for a very close near fall. And from there, Dax is going to block a dragon screw attempt and got Lethal in a pinning combination as a counter roll-ups for a bit as he goes for the sharpshooter and he pulls Lethal away from the ropes. He's got the win in hand until Sanjay Dutt appears and he tries to fight him off the ring apron. And that leads to more near falls via roll-up combinations until Jay Lethal grabs the tights of Dax Harwood to score the very tainted win. And after the match is over, Sanjay Dutt talks shit and he says, I never told you that you'd be facing myself, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh at All Out in a trios match against yourself, Cash Wheeler, and Wardlow. Instead, you'd be facing this team and it is none other than the Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin from Impact Wrestling. What a moment. It should be great, but I think to myself, FTR holds three of the most prestigious tag team titles in this business, and they're not facing Swerve in our glory for the AEW World Tag Team titles at All Out to be crowned four belts FTR. I don't get it. The six-man tag would be great, but what a missed opportunity heading into your biggest show of the year. But I digress on all of that. As we move on to Billy Gunn versus Colton Gunn. Father versus son. Billy Gunn was whooping that ass accordingly. And then we have Stokely Hathaway hit Max Caster in the back with his own boombox. And from there, we got Austin Gunn attacking Anthony Bowens from behind. And this distraction leads to Colton Gunn low-blowing his father and hitting Colt 45 for the win after the match is over. The Gun Club and Stokely Hathaway beat up the acclaimed and Billy some more until Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee make the save on behalf of the acclaimed. And they lazily put together a tag team match between the acclaimed and Swerve in our glory at All Out going down next Sunday. I love the acclaimed, but FTR hosts three goddamn tag team title belts and that's not worthy of being on this card i don't get it and i like the acclaimed but this comes off incredibly cold and last minute to say the least next up is Britt baker dr Britt baker dmd that is versus kylian king cleveland zone and this match was a nice showcase for kylian for a bit as she hits a couple of strikes on Britt for a near fall but Britt is going to deliver a super kick followed by the curb stomp and the lock jaw for the win then she calls out thunder rosa for not being a fighting champion while injured because Britt fought through her injuries with a broken freaking wrist during her entire title reign. So she doesn't want her any excuses. And that leads to Tony Storm coming out. And Tony's attacked by Jamie Hayter and Rebel. And to gain more heat, Rebel has a terrible towel to antagonize the Cleveland Browns fans that hate the Pittsburgh Steelers. Thankfully, Haku Rashida comes out to make the save to even the odds. Heading into next Sunday's pay-per-view match for the interim AEW Women's World Championship. Which should be very good between Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Haku Rashida, and Tony Storm. Storm. Here's hoping that Tony gets to win, but we shall see. But it's a mess in this women's division. Chris Statlander was in line for a title match very soon. She got injured 
And now Thunder Rose is stepping aside due to an injury. Allegedly, I got to say that because there is news about that, which is very perplexing to say the least. Next up is your great Ricky Starks promo as he goes off on Powerhouse Hobbs ahead of their match at All Out next Sunday on pay-per-view as he tells Hobbs, listen, without me, you would be nobody. I lifted you up out of obscurity when you was Britt Baker's bodyguard wearing a bedazzled shirt. I gave you a seat at my table. When I ate, you ate. My spotlight was yours as well. We won together. We thrived together. And then you came from my neck by attacking me from behind knowing that my career almost ended due to a broken neck. Trying to take my livelihood from me. Trying to rob me of what I love most, which is being in this ring and putting in that work. Uh Uh-uh. Not happening. So you want to quote New Jack City and describe how you want to kick my ass? Why don't you bring your $5 ass to Chicago at All Out and let's settle this once and for all. Love the fire from Ricky. Very emotional. And I was hooked on every single word he had to say. So mission accomplished for selling me on their match at All Out next Sunday on pay-per-view. And now it is time for our main event, which was surprising, but it was a great main event. It was Aussie Open and Will Ospreay versus the Death Triangle. And this match was absolutely fucking spectacular. Will Ospreay and Ray Phoenix set the tone by countering everything. Leapfrogs, hurricanas, backflips, springboards, you named it, they counted it. When Will Ospreay hopped out of a cutter attempt, that was fantastic. And then eventually Ray was able to land a double cutter on Aussie Open before the Death Triangle delivered a triple Tope Conjuro to everybody on the outside back in the ring. Lucha Brothers continue to go after Will Ospreay as we go picture in picture. We come back in Aussie Open is going to come to Will Ospreay's aid and he lands a sky twister on Pinche de Oscuro and pack on the outside in a spectacular spot as Aussie Open holds up Ray Phoenix for a drop kick in the corner courtesy of Osprey as well. From there, Penta is going to make the hot tag and he is going to land a crossbody on Mark Davis and Cal Fletcher from Aussie Open. Then he's going to drop Fletcher with an absolutely gorgeous crucifix bomb before going for the fear factor on Davis, who fights out of it. And Aussie Open hits a double team for a near fall. After another commercial break, Death Triangle comes back, and they're whooping ass on Will Ospreay once again. Pack delivers a German suplex to Ospreay, goes for another one. Ospreay blocks it until Ray Phoenix runs the ropes and lands a kick on Ospreay, and that allows Pack to land that German suplex on Ospreay for a near fall. And from there, absolute beautiful chaos ensues. As we get... Double Poison Rana spots from Aussie Open and Penta alongside Ray Phoenix and Pac and Will Ospreay are the only two men left standing. And they're trading haymakers and Pac lands German suplex. Real flips out of that and lands a cutter in a fantastic spot that pops the crowd. And this match just hits another gear over and over again as Pac is going to hit a beautiful top rope brain buster on Osprey as we go to our final commercial break we come back and Phoenix is going for a springboard hurricanrana but Will Osprey is going to flip out of it and walks away like an absolute badass and the crowd is on their feet and Phoenix says uh-uh you're going down this time with the rolling cutter and that pops the crowd just as much and Penta takes out Davis with a step-up dive and Phoenix lands a Tonilo on Fletcher on the outside back in the ring Osprey counters a black arrow for rum pack by getting his knees up and immediately going for a cradle for a near fall pack is going to reverse a stormbreaker into her karana pin for another outstanding near fall 
we get some crazy shit going on, courtesy of Penta, as he delivers a step-up destroyer on Kyle Fletcher. Osprey catches a Pac moonsault, but Pac is going to land a tornado DDT on Osprey instead, goes up top for another Black Arrow, but Fletcher pulls Osprey out of danger, and Pac doesn't care. He's going to go to the top of the ring post and land a stunning moonsault on Osprey and Fletcher on the outside. And there is a man in the box. The man wearing the box is supposed to be Kip Sabian. He's been wearing this box for almost a year now, taunting Pac over that All-Atlantic Championship. And as he reveals the box, the man is not in the box. It's not Kip Sabian. Instead, Kip Sabian attacks Pac from behind. The referee sees none of this. He's checking in on Phoenix and Pinta, and that allows Aussie Open to triple-team Ray Phoenix whoop his ass accordingly, dropping him with a number of lariats before Osprey comes through with an os cutter with an assist from Fletcher and Davis for the win as they advance to the semifinals of the AEW Trios Championship Tournament. And the show ends with Kenny Omega's music hitting and he confronts Will Osprey on the main stage as Don Callis holds him back alongside the Young Bucks as Dynamite goes off the air at the top of the hour. An absolutely exhilarating main event caps off one of the more perplexing episodes of AEW Dynamite heading into All Out as the top story will be CM Punk getting bitched out in five minutes or less to John Moxley for the interim and True Blue AEW World Championship title for title and Mox is the main main champion now it was a stunning turn of events and it turned to show upside down the main event was spectacular but my god you hype up the biggest match you can possibly put on and you do that finish it was definitely a choice we will get more news and scoop in the days to come as to what really happened with CM Punk during that match was it behind the scenes drama was it an injury? Is it something else heading into next Sunday's pay-per-view? I don't know, but AEW's got people buzzing, and we'll see how it all plays out at All Out next Sunday in Chicago. And with that, this wraps up episode number 78 of The Dynamite Effect, recapping the highs and lows from AEW Dynamite on TBS. I hope you enjoyed it as always. You can follow me on social media at Later Wrestling X on Twitter and on Instagram at Wrestletopia. They can find me tweeting and gramming about these podcast shows that drop on semi-daily, including Monday Night Raw and XT 2.0, AEW Dynamite Friday Night Smackdown on Fox and AEW Rampage on TNT. You know what to do. Search Recipetopia and follow me on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Plus Amazon Alexa, and Spotify. I'll be back Saturday morning with episode number 48 of the Smackdown Wind Down slash AEW Rampage Late Night Rager. Until then, enjoy your Thursday and your Friday. Stay safe out there and don't forget to wash those hands. See you later, boys and girls. Take care. <laughs> 